and welcome to this weekend interview with your host, Anthony Drago. It's always a pleasure to be with you on a Wednesday evening. And if you're listening to me from wherever you're listening to me, welcome and thank you for joining us tonight. You can, of course, hear us on tdnradio.net and you can see us on tdntv.net. We also stream live on Facebook. Um, this week in interview Facebook page as well as TVN Radio Facebook page. So welcome to you. Welcome to everyone. If you are regular listeners, welcome back. I, I, I'm always looking forward to spending the hour or so with you on a Wednesday night. And if tonight is the first time that you're listening to this week in interview, welcome as well. I hope to turn you into a regular listener. A special Good evening to those in St. Martin, because this, uh, the, my guest tonight is joining me on the line from St. Martin. Also, for those of you who are in Dominica, on the Nature Isle, on RVR Jams Radio, welcome. Uh, RVR Jams um, is on Play Channel 59. My guest tonight is um, here to speak to me about an event that is close to my head. Those of you who are regular listeners to this weekend interview know that I take my Africanness very strongly, my, my blackness, um, the advancement of our people. And, and like in Dominica, on the 1st of August, we celebrate Emancipation Day. Well, in St. Martin, they celebrate that on the 1st of July, which is tomorrow. And, and so there is this organization in St. Martin called Voices Foundation. And they are having a special event. I understand it's the it's 10th event. Nine years since they're having it, the 10th event. And the president and founder is going to be my guest tonight, or is my guest tonight on this interview. So I'm excited about that. I'm not going to take much more time. Um, I am going to take a quick break. We always do the character anthem. Let's do the character anthem. And when we come back, I'm going to be joined um, by Enko Kostana. And um, we are going to be talking about Emancipation Day uh, and what it means to us and how, how they're celebrating St. Martin tomorrow. And we'll be right back. People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group. From many distant lands our forefathers came Some seeking adventure Some bound in chains Through battles waged and fought Through victory and pain By test of their courage Our freedom was gained in homage to those gone before us, us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands and to focus on building one Caribbean. Raise your voices high, sing of your Caribbean pride, sing it loud and strong, feel your heart. Queen 
Welcome back. Um, thanks for staying through the break. Uh, I always want to play the character anthem because I, I believe in that in that um, similarity of all of us as African people is greater than the differences. And so my plot to CARICOM is to play the character anthem and hopefully one day it's going to be, you know, a reality that Caribbean people can work a little more closely with each other. Um, as we try to move forward and make uh, a better life for ourselves. Hi, Glenda. I hope California is not as hot as New York. Um, with the listeners are joining in and saying hello. So, I won't take much time because I am really looking forward to the conversation that I'm going to have tonight. My guest tonight is Ms. Nkokosana, Nkosasana, Nkosasana. I always have a trouble with that song, if that, if that um, name it has to be a musical kind of, of pronunciation but anyway she is the the founder and president of voices foundation and um last time she was before us not the first time last time she was the first we were talking about violence against women very somber and um an important topic that conversation has to continue tonight though we are in celebration mode um, she is here because her organization is organizing a, an emancipation celebration tomorrow in St. Martin. And so I, I wanted to invite her on so we could learn about that, um, the whole emancipation movement in, um, in St. Martin and also to, to maybe celebrate with her as well. So welcome back to this weekend interview. I wanted to say your name properly so the audience can hear how beautiful your name is because I know I do a butchering job of it. But welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you.
good evening to you, Anthony. My name is Inko Sasana. And I tried to blow the conch shell the way it's supposed to be blown, but I guess the ancestors decided it's going to come out the way it's going to come out. So um, <laughs> the conch shell, I don't fight it. I don't. It's okay. And thank you for having me once again on your program. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm sure you did a much better job with that concert than I would ever be able to do. <laughs> so, so thank you for that. I'm sure um, there is a meaning to what you just did. So if you wanted to talk about that and, and, and at the same time introduce yourself and your organization to the audience, go ahead. Of course. But before I started, I, I always uh, commune with the ancestors and I invite them to join us in this um, program, on this program, and I pour water from my calabash on the ground, and that is a way of acknowledging and thanking the ancestors and also thanking Mother Earth for her nourishment and to say, we are here, we are ready, and thank you. And the conch shell that I just blew is a way of communicating, and that was one of the ways that our ancestors communicate with each other, and also to let us know when something is happening within the village or within within the area that they are, they would blow the conch shell, and it's very sacred to the ancestors as well as a calabash, and I be the drum, and the drum represents uh, the heartbeat, and that's the first thing we we hear from our mother, which is a heartbeat, which is a drum. And of course, with the drum, that was also a way of communicating with each other and sending messages to each other on what they was going to do and how they was going to do it. They would beat the drum. Of course, these things were forbidding, but they find the time to still use these instruments to communicate with each other. So for me, it's very important and it's very sacred. And it's also a way of me saying to the ancestors, thank you passing on your knowledge your information and giving me a voice your voice that i can in turn become the voice of the ancestors and the people and yes voices foundation will be celebrating a cultural ancestral emancipation day celebration on july 1st which is tomorrow and this is our 10th event our ninth year and this year, the theme is building on our ancestral legacy. And we chose this theme this year because we're going to be honoring 10 persons in our community. So some of our elders who are over 90 years old this year, we are, we are celebrating them. Normally, the celebration is held on sacred ground on the Emilia Wilson Park where our ancestors lived and, and worked and, and used to be. And we keep the celebration there every year. This is our second event virtually because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And our elders are very precious and we treasure them. And because of this, Voices has decided this year to do the event virtually again because we have to and we must protect our precious elders and the people of St. Martin. Awesome. So thank you so much. And thank you for that explanation, that really great opening, um, the sprinkling of water uh, and the, the conch shell and, and the drums. I will tell you that I grew up in a village on the east side of Dominica. And we used the conch shell quite a bit. When, when the fishermen came, they came in with their catch um they would blow the conch shell to let people know that that the fish is here and they can come and they can come and buy fish so i i, I caught the tail end i think of um of our people communicating um using the conch shell uh right now it's used in our music um there's music from dominica called bouillon and it has a strong um presence of the conch shell in in there as well so so again as i said um there's a commonality among us. And, and so I thank you for, for kicking up that, that more sacred aspect of the conch shell so that it, it, people don't just see it as another, that's another musical instrument that can be replaced using the keyboard, you know, synthesizer or something like that. So, so welcome. Now, before we jump into the actual event of tomorrow, I think we shouldn't miss the opportunity to tell to let the audience remind the audience 
of what is voices, the organization voices foundation. Why was it created? What is it? What are its objectives? What kind of activities go on? Voices Foundation was founded in 2002 after the brutal murder of my youngest sister, Micheline Douglas Illage, through domestic violence. And the meaning of voices is victory over injustice, consciously eliminating silence. And the objective of Voices Foundation is to empower persons within a community and at large and to have persons understand that you have to change the way you're thinking, your mindset. And we do manifestations such as cultural events. We also do events on domestic violence. We also do events for International Women's Day. And we also do counseling. And the organization is a grassroots organization for the people by the people and what we do we go into the community and we see what's necessary in the community what the community need and then we would cater to that as well and the organization is also very strong when it comes on giving information on events and also allowing persons to understand that we are together we are in this together and we have to be able to voice our voices in order to help someone else. The organization also strongly believes that within the community, there are persons that have not been recognized, should be recognized, and it's not a political organization. None of it is political. It's, as I said, it's for the people, by the people, and it's grassroots. And we maintain that because we do not want to get caught up into persons telling voices what they think voices should be doing. And it's very important to understand that domestic violence or violence in general is something that is a taboo. And that's why it's called victory over injustice, consciously eliminated silence, because a lot of persons remain in silence. And we want to break that taboo. We want persons to understand that you have your voice and your life is yours and you should be able to be proud of who you are. And of course, you go through certain situations. We all do. Yet at the end of the day, you have to take back your power. You are in charge of everything that you do through your thoughts, your words, and your actions. So let that be positive. And this is something that we try to implement in our community and with the younger persons as with younger persons as well okay so, so i thank you for that and i thank you for the work that you do and um you're located in st martin um uh do you i know st martin is too well french and dutch uh does whites operate on on the entire island or mostly on one more than the other well both because when we have events it's included the whole island and okay. we normally don't say you're from the French side, you're from the Dutch side. We say we are St. Martiners. We are okay. St. Martiners. And we will say the northern side or the southern side. Because, of course, it's it's two different um, governments in the sense of you have the Netherlands and you have France. So the northern side is under France and then the southern side is under the Netherlands, under Holland. So mm -hmm. emancipation there for us on the southern side is July 1st. On the northern side, it's May 28th. And because of that, they, we have a, a, a plantation, a estate called Diamond 26 Estate, because 26 of the slaves from the southern side ran to the northern side when they were emancipated. Okay. okay. And we were okay. emancipated on July 1st. On July 1st. Okay. Yes. So, so, so you're... you're <clears throat> Your celebration tomorrow, July first, is is, is is commemorating that event. Correct. So, right. So, tell us more about the activity. Um, what is the objective of the activity? You said that this is the tenth um, time that is happening. So, um, tell us about it. Every year, we honor persons within our community 
And of course, this year is no exception. And the first year that we held the event, we honor high school, the most improved high school student, not valid Victorian, the most improved high school student. Why? Because we feel everyone should get the get an opportunity. And of course, we always look at a valid Victorian. What about those students who have improved over the years, that school year? So those were the person that we honor in our first first event. And then the second event went on where we honor entrepreneurs of St. Martin self that had their own business, local business. And then we honored persons in the media. We honored retiree who were still working. They were retired in their profession, but they still went back into the community. Even though they were retired, they went back and they worked in their profession. Last day, we honored persons or organization, I must say, who were very instrumental after within the COVID-19 pandemic that really went out there in a community and helped the people in the community. We honored those uh, organization last year. And this year, for honoring our elders over 90, there are not much of us, or I must say much of the elders over 90. So it's really an honor when we can honor them. And when we say the theme is building on our ancestral legacy, it means that we are who we are today because of our ancestors, because of our elders. They passed on the tradition to us, and it has to continue in the next, in my generation and the next generation. It would be held virtually, as I as I, I mentioned, and we also have the cultural aspect of it. So person, we will have poetry, we will have song, we will have live music, and we did a combination of older persons and younger persons because we want that dynamic of really uh, building on the legacy where the younger ones are building on the legacy of the older ones. And it is so nice when you have that dynamic, but also so nice when you interview the, the elders and you, you tell them, you let them know that they would be honored and they were honored to be honored, but actually it's voices honor to honor them. And then when you hear the stories of, of St. Martin culture, of the way St. Martin was before, it's like, wow. So I don't want persons to miss that opportunity where the elders themselves would be speaking and we have four centennials. So you know, it's like a history of a lifetime. And we wanted them to have the platform. And that's why we don't have much persons performing because we really want to focus on our elders and to give them that spotlight that they can share their story with the persons who will be logging on to celebrate their story with them. Because their story is my story, is our story. And that is so important. And so the event starts tomorrow at what time? It begins at two in the afternoon. It will be an hour and a half event at two in the afternoon until three, three thirty-five p.m. in the afternoon. And the Zoom link ID, I hope you all have a pen and a paper, but I'll say it later on the program again. The Zoom link ID is eight zero one one nine four five zero two four. I'll repeat the ID again. Eight zero one one nine four five zero two four, and the password is voices all caps. So V O I C E S V O I C E S all caps. So per, of so course, have to download Zoom first, and then they will be able to log on. Right. Also, let them know that um, TDN will be carrying it live on um, TDNTV.net. We will, we will link up and carry it live as well. Um, but we will also um, post. I posted the, the Zoom on, on my chat, and I will also I, I will repost it again on my Facebook page um, so that, so that um, listeners can, can get it there as well. So I I'm pretty much at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to take a quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means, um, the theme that you have, building on the ancestral um, legacy of our, of our folks. So when we come back, we will 
And stay tuned, listeners. Let's get the word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Presented by. Hi, have you always wanted to learn how to paint but felt that you didn't have the talent to try? Well, pick up that paintbrush and join me, Nicole Georges Bennett, for Art and the Word on TDNTV.net. Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Join me for an exploration through art appreciation and biblical inspiration on Art and the Word, tdntv.net. Wednesdays at 10.30 with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Let's paint. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. Welcome back, and thanks for staying with us for the break. If you joined us after we start, um, my my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Miss Nkosasana um, Illis. She is from St. Martin. She's joining me from St. Martin, actually. She's the president and founder of Voices Foundation. So it's an organization, a grassroots organization that's founded to help address the discourage of domestic violence. But being a grassroots organization, see, they also get involved in the needs of the community. And so I'm, I'm very honored to have her um, with me tonight on this weekend interview. The reason why she's here is because her organization is keeping a celebratory event tomorrow in St. Martin at 2 p.m. To, to mark the emancipation, and it's an emancipation celebration. And as she said, they will be honoring 10 folks um, who are at least 90 years old. And out of that, she says, four of them are centenarian. So, you know, longevity comes from the island living. Um, Dominica has quite a few um, folks who, who are also of their age as well. And when we talk about our ancestors, uh, from a Caribbean perspective, from, a, 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 from an African living in this part of the world perspective, I always think that these folks were brought here in chains, they were brought here in bondage, and they were enslaved and brutalized. And they managed to struggle until they took control of the land and passed it on to us. And so for that, we are extremely grateful that, that they did not leave us in the same state in which they arrived. They didn't leave us enslaved, at least not physically. And not only that, they gave us, you know, stuff of value. They gave us land, they gave us skills, they gave us knowledge. And so I am really happy to hear, when you told me the theme of, 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 the, of the event, I was, I was really happy. I really identified with, with that theme. But I want you to, to expand on that a little bit. How, how did you go about um, deciding that that? That, that was the theme that you would do for um, for this year's um, emancipation celebration in Martin. First, I must say that um, everything that voices do based around the cultural ancestral emancipation, this celebration, 
we have gotten or i have gotten a message from the ancestors self i am a buddhist and i i chant namya horenge kyo and one day while i was was chanting namya horenge kyo i was told emancipation the cultural ancestral emancipation this celebration i was like what and then i heard it again and i got up i went straight to the park i never wear shoes in the park and i got on the ground and the soil i walked on the soil and i sat down and the message came cultural ancestral emancipation day celebration and i said wow thank you so i came back home i called voices team and i told them and i said i got a message from the ancestors and this is what voices is going to do and the message came and from that year every year the theme that we, we we the team that we take is always a message from the ancestors and that's why when i say that we are building on our ancestral legacy our ancestors they not were they are greatness so therefore we are greatness and many times we do not listen to the messages that we would receive now i'm a very spiritual person and i believe in connecting with the elements and with the ancestors and that is something that was taught to me also from my mom my mom was 97 she transitioned in march of this year at the age of 97. when my mom speaks about her grandmother it's as if her grandmother is still alive so i never knew my great-grandmother but yet i knew her through my mom and i believe that all of us in our dna we are connected to our ancestors. And yes, they were brought here as slaves, they were enslaved. But I always say that we are kings and queens. We are scholars. We have been traveling the world before time. And if we understand the dynamic of that, then we too will understand who we are, where we come from, and will understand and recognize and acknowledge our greatness so building on our ancestral legacy it means all the stories all the knowledge all the information that was passed down from generation to generation so from my great-grandmother to my grandmother to my mother to me to my children to my nieces to my nephews this is what is meant by building on our ancestral legacy many too often we forget those stories because we think those are old stories at the same time those stories are who we are today and i say it happily and with a smile because when i i i, I spoke to the elders that are going to be honored and they would say the stories i can relate because my mother told me some of those stories so having a theme it's like knowing who we are and because we are from african descent all of us every single one of us like we say our caribbean brothers and sisters we were split up so at the end of the day we are all one it's like a macrame if you cut one thread you dismantle the whole macrame so we need each other and we have to now recognize truly who we are and start building on that legacy all of us and passed it on from seven generations before us seven generations now and seven generations after us we have to pass on that baton because it doesn't end by me or by you it has to continue because it came down to us and we have to carry it further because when we are not here that legacy must continue have to continue so your your mom transition you said in in march and my my instinct re reaction to that is to say my condolences um sorry sorry for your loss and, and all of that but then i hear you go on further and and you speak about still operating still living as if your 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 your, your parents your grandparents your great-grandparents are still walking with you so what is the appropriate way in which you i don't know if it's appropriate but how do you how do you relate to that to death what we call death you call it transitioning 
how, how do you relate to how do you how, how, I know it's fresh um, because I remember when I lost my when, I, when my mom passed um, and it, it stays fresh for, for for much longer than a couple of months so I know that's still fresh with you so if it's not so I hope it's okay to talk about it um, but but how do you relate to to that aspect of the ancestors when when they transition and they're no longer here with you physically i i believe it's beautiful i i saw it in my mom my mom made the choice to transition i lost my brother last year and my mom said to us she is ready to go with her son she's going to take care of him and that is something that we um acknowledge and we accepted because she made that choice consciously she was full in her faculty, sharp like a razor. She just decided to transition. And during her transition, we all were there with her. And she would say, I'm seeing my sister, I'm seeing my son. They're here with me. And, and those are things that we do not speak about. We don't talk about. Because if you tell a person, I'm seeing someone, they think you're crazy. Now, I was brought up in a household where for us, it's a natural process. And that's something that has been natural within our ancestors and for our ancestors. They always communicate with the ones that transitioned. They always did that. So for me, it's something natural. And with my mom transitioning, my mom was so happy. So I couldn't really cry and bawl and carry on because she made that choice and she guided us through a transition. So when I saw her, when she after her transition she was so happy so i could have only been happy for her now my mom is here in my home with me so my mom hasn't left she hasn't gone anywhere i can still see my mom so i am happy that i'm fortunate to be able to still see my mom and many others who have transitioned like my mom or before my mom so that's the gift that i have and i'm not gonna hide and say oh i shouldn't tell persons no it's something natural and I always tell parents, if you have a child and your child is seeing something or seeing someone, not sorry, not something, someone, because you are not seeing it doesn't mean that it's not there and it's not real for that child. If you do not understand it, then you find someone who can communicate with that child and let the child know it is okay. Nothing is wrong with him or with her. So from a child, I have been seeing, seeing persons who have transitioned they will come and give me messages like i said my, my ancestors would come and would give me messages my great-grandmother my father my mom so it's a natural process and i believe that once we connect spiritually and i'm not talking about a religion i'm talking spiritually because we are all spiritual beings first and children when they're very young they're between the physical and the spiritual but more spiritual than physical but what we do as adults, we break their spirit. Shut up. You're not seeing this. You, you cannot do that. You have to allow that child to be and acknowledge it, him or her and tell them it is okay. Now, I have great nieces and I, I have great nephews younger than me. And you have persons with see, see persons that have transitioned. And I will always ask, are you afraid? And if they say no, then I say, it's okay. If you're not afraid, it is okay. But if you feel like you're afraid, then you tell them, this is my space. You are not welcome here. So just leave. Find the light. Because you have to understand, when persons transition, depending on what life state they make that transition, they are still holding on to that. Some people are so afraid to transition, so they hold on to the physical. So when they transition, they don't recognize that they have transitioned. So they're still searching and looking and lost. And those of us that can communicate with them and see them, we help them to understand that they are not no more of this existence, that they have transitioned, and they can move on peacefully and happily into the light. And I think, Anthony, we were taught that death is something negative in a big black hole. We should be afraid of death. But if you don't understand death, you will never understand life. Because death and life is one. Our first death is when we sleep. 
Because if you go to bed and you sleep and you don't wake up, you have transition. Now, persons are not afraid to sleep because they're tired, they want to go to bed, they want to go to sleep. But yet they are afraid to transition. It's a natural process. We see it in our nature. We see it with the plants. They die and they live. It's the same with a human being. But we tend to hold on on the, on the material, not understanding and recognizing the spiritual. That's a very interesting interesting conversation. Maybe one of these days we'll, we'll, I'll have you back. Um, because I must confess, I don't know much about Buddhist faith. And so I, I, I would like for you to come back and, we, and, and you can impact some of that um, knowledge to the audience as well. Because I believe what we have, what we need is more understanding of other people's perspective. Um, and, and to be open-minded and to understand what people say and what we don't understand to ask and inquire and uh, and to really go deeper into that so so i thank you for for sharing that with with us and with the audience uh because we always have this idea that there's a certain aspect of africa that's mystical and 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 because african culture has always been so dampened and and other cultures have been superimposed on it we're not always comfortable exploring that aspect of of our life so i have one of these that i will invite you back and we can we, we can we can explore that further tomorrow is is the is a celebratory event that you have uh do you want i want you to just give the audience, the audience a little feel for how it's going to be organized and and so on what they can expect experience first i want to say thank you and i want to thank the the audience who are here on this platform tonight and i really would like to invite them because tomorrow is an opportunity where you will hear some of st martin culture you will hear some of the the, the elders speaking about st martin about their life growing up in st martin and of course we also have on the program lasana siku who's a, a port a well famous port poet and he will be doing poetry we have tyler percival playing the steel pan we have tafari prevo francesca playing the violin now these are young persons and we have chantilia weeks singing a song we also have <clears throat> sorry we'll be having our our prime minister also giving a, a few a few remarks and his excellency the governor dr eugene holiday also giving a, a few remarks and the Minister of Culture giving Dr. Randers Woodall Samuel giving a few remarks. And because for us, when voices say we are for the people, it's everybody. And we want to include everyone because it's a celebration. It's our celebration. It's our day that we should be proud of. And of course we are. So we want persons to come out and get a, a feeling and, and, and understand and get a piece of St. Martin history and St. Martin culture. So we are inviting you to join the Zoom link and enjoy a celebration with us. Enjoy our day with us. We really would love that. Yeah, and, and we talk about that a little bit because I've been to St. Martin a few times. But, but almost forget that there are folks who are originally residing in St. Martin. But what I mean by that is when I go to St. Martin, I mostly interact with, with the tourist aspect of it. And and of course, there are a lot of Dominicans who migrate to St. Martin. So so you get that transient kind of um, feel. And you you almost don't think of well, who are the St. Martiners, you know? Uh, and, and and so that cultural um, connection, that that cultural experience, tries to pull back that that tourist and that commercial um, curtain, and to look back there and to see folks who are living in a Caribbean island, just like how we live in Saint Lucia and in Dominica, and and so on. Because to me, that is that is sometimes lost. Um, St. Martin is treated almost like a, like a trading post where people come to do commerce, to do business, to go on vacation and then they go back. Uh, so 
how do you how do you operate? And I guess what I'm trying to ask is, in, in, in the space, in that kind of space, do you find it difficult to do your grassroots, um, your, your grassroots activity, your outreach, and, and, and that sort of thing? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Actually, it's a pleasure to do it because at the end of the day, then you get persons understanding the St. Martin culture, understanding who we are. And like I right. said, when you are proud of who you are, then you just let the whole world know. You let everyone know, and that is the beauty of, of voices. That's what it's all about, that persons understand. Yes, we, are, we welcome everyone to St. Martin. At the same time, we are also gonna showcase St. Martin and St. Martiners, and that is important also. And that's so important because then you, you have two European cultures that's trying to superimpose on 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 the native culture so so the work that you do is, is so admirable in that in that regard you know and and so i wish you full success tomorrow um we will definitely be tuning in listeners i i, I invite you to tune in as i said um tdn radio will be carrying it live until tdntv.net but we'll also share the zoom the zoom link um with with the with, with with the with the elders that you are you are honoring, um, how does Saint Martin relate to to the elders? I guess I guess what what I am talking about is in some cultures I live in the U.S. and in some cultures our older folks are seen more as a burden, as somebody you have to take care of and wait for them to die. Um, the the wealth of knowledge that they that they acquired is, is not valued as much as it should. Um, talk about that kind of relationship with the elders. Before you go, though, I, there's, a, there's a comment on there. One of our guests is saying that she's extremely happy that you, that you spoke on the, the transition into the spiritual life. Creation is made of two separated coexisting worlds, the natural world and the spiritual world. We ought to channel our energies to understand that spiritual realm. I don't know if you want to comment on that before you go to the question I just asked. I would like to tell say to the guest, thank you so much. And yeah, you're really paying attention to that 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 aspect of, of, of it. And yes, it's it's one of the um the most important aspect of life. I believe that the spiritual aspect of our lives is is dynamic. And we have to understand that more and we have to do more of research for ourselves and understand who we are and to really connect and reconnect with that part of us and reconnect to all the elements within the universe that we are part of and not separate from our environment that's us. Your body is mother earth, the hair, your, your hair are the stars within the universe and the grasses within the universe. The blood within your body is the water. Your breathing is the wind and your temperature is the fire. Your eyes, the sun and the moon. So we have to understand that we are the elements. We are the universe in small. And once we understand that, we will respect more the environment and we will treat the environment better, especially Mother Earth. And you know, Sometimes we tend to overlook a lot of the things that's right before our eyes. So, for example, I'm in New York City and you're in St. Martin, but yet I can hear you and we can see each other. Just a few years ago, if somebody said that that was possible, people would think that it's something supernatural, it's something mystical. But, but all of the the technology and all of the, the material that was used to make it possible exist in the world. It, 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 it didn't come from somewhere else where you created something new. It, just, it was just brought together and it uses the magnetic energy of the universe, the electromagnetic waves to make it possible and to make the communication possible. And so that in itself, if we have to think about it properly, is a mystical experience. Where, where you are in St. Martin, and in real time, I can see your face and you can see my face and we can talk to each other, we can communicate to each other. So 
so so even though that aspect of life is being manifested before us every time, all the time, we keep we attribute it to something else. We don't we don't see it as 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 a spiritual experience. But if we were to cast our mind back not very long ago, that was not in existence. That was something that was not even thought as possible. And 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 so, as you said, we have to explore that aspect of 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 the of our life and of the universe um, a little bit deeper, so we can better understand some of those things that we would consider to be mysterious, but but has quite. Um, comfortable explanation but before we end i wanted to I, I wanted to talk about valuing ancestors valuing our elders valuing the knowledge that's passed down um because i think that is so important that uh i i, I my my mom lived with me for the last few years before before she passed um she, she passed at, at eight, right before 88 birthday she was 87 and I think that during those last four or five years, I learned so much more from her. Even if for the last few years she didn't have too much language because she had Alzheimer's and so on. Just from being and from observing, I, you, you learn, I learned so much more from her than so much in, in the previous time when, she, when you are distracted because you're trying to take care of, of business. Um, so talk about that. Talk about us maybe valuing our ancestors more than we do, or if we already do, to continue and to really make them feel um, that we appreciate them and, and we understand what their contribution is to us, to our life. I believe that, yes, we do it. We honor them. We don't honor them enough. There is so much more that we can do for our elders and our ancestors. And... I always say I was fortunate to have my mom, or I'll say our mom, because my siblings are also looking at this. Our mom, she transitioned at 97. And every day was a treasure. Every day was a moment of of stories, of, of, of her youth, of, of, of everything. So we, we, we suck up everything like a sponge. And she never forgot us. If she tell you one story today, 20 years after she tell you the same story, the same way, not adding on, not taking off. And I believe that those of us that have our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents alive, treasure them, love them up. You can't love them up enough. Thank them for giving you life, for being here. Thank them for taking care of you. And I always say, it's your turn now, not an obligation, but you do it altruistically to take care of your parents. My mother always said, once a man, twice a child. And I never understood what that meant when you're growing up or you're young. But she meant when you get older, you become like a little child. Now, you just mentioned your mother had Alzheimer's or dementia. And I always say we don't understand that this is as much as we should and we find sometimes our elders are disgusting and i can't take it anymore no it's like you become now the mother and your parent become the child and we know that children can be very naughty at certain times or challenging at other times and that would be a parent when your parent become or has alzheimer's nevertheless if you give them love from your heart altruistically they will remember that they may not remember your name. That's okay. Once you give them that love altruistically, they will remember that. They will also remember your anger and your frustration. So just give them love. Because love is something that goes beyond our own imagination. And I always say, and I will repeat again, cherish not only your mother, your father, your grandmother, or your grandfather. Every elder that you see, you acknowledge them and you treat them well and you give them love. Because of our elders and the elders in general, we can be who we are today because we are standing on their shoulders. They paved the way for us, all the elders, no exception. So just love them and greet them with your heart. Let your heart smile to them and speak with them. Well, that, that is certainly true. And I mean, with the pandemic, 
we understood, I hope we understood, that so much of the things that we thought were important was not, was not important. Everything that we thought could not stop came to a screeching halt. Everything that we thought we had to do, we had to stand back and watch it happen and watch it not happen. And, and so all of those things were the things that we, we were so busy doing that we would think taking care of our, our, our elders is an inconvenience. We don't have time to do it because we have to go to work. We don't have time to do it because we have to go to a function. We don't have time to do it because we have to travel. And, and for a whole year, we understood that you could not do any of those things. And everything got peeled back to its, to its most basic form. And I hope that that is some of the lessons that, that, that we took from, from all of the loss that we experienced with the pandemic. That at the end of the day, none of those things mean anything because it can be taken away in an instant. The one little virus brought everything crashing down. And what remained was the relationship that we had with our people, with our folks, with our ancestors, with our elders. And so I, I, I thank you for the work that you continue to do. I wish you full success with your, with your program that you have tomorrow. Um, as I said, I want you to come back so we can talk about some, some deeper stuff. Also, um, keep us in mind for um, World Women's Day and, and, and whatever, whatever function that's going on against um, violence, domestic violence, violence against women. We always have an open mic and a forum here where we can come and share that with the audience. And so I'll let you, we, we flat out the time, so I'll let you say something in closing. Um, remind folks, invite them again, and, and I want to tell you thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest on this speaking interview tonight. Thank you so much for having me, and I just want to leave the, the listeners with, remember who you are. You are greatness. You come from greatness, and you were born and destined to do great things because we are kings and we are queens, and our ancestors have given us a legacy that we have to continue building on and let us pass on the baton. All right, thank you. I guess I'll see you tomorrow because I'll be, I'll be tuning in um, to to the function. And as I said, all the best and, and Godspeed. Thank you. Listeners, thank you. Listeners, there you have it. Uh, uh, another tremendous conversation with um, Enko Sasana. She is the president and founder of Voices Foundation. It's an organization that she founded that she shared with us after her sister um, succumbed to, to domestic violence issues. And, and, and it's, it's called Voices because it's, a, it's one of the main things that she does is to try to fight against the wall of silence that surrounds um, domestic violence and, and to encourage people to speak out and to seek help and to, and to defend each other. And, but tomorrow is 1st of July, and there's an Emancipation Day celebration that's taking place in St. Martin from 2 p.m. Uh, we will be carrying it on tvntv.net, but we, I'll also post the Zoom link in case you want to go that route. And um, we wish the members of, of, of Voices, we want to say a happy Emancipation Day to the folks on St. Martin, and um, take some time to reflect on what it means. And congratulations to the 10 elders, folks over 90 years old, who are going to be honored at tomorrow's ceremony. So thank you listeners for tuning in. As usual, I appreciate your time. Um, and I will see you again next week, Wednesday. Good night.